Welcome to Fat People with Opinions, bitch. The only place where we cannot get the audio to work the same time every week. Why would you ever start the episode? Why would you ever start the episode like that? I'm fed the fuck up. I have had it. Bitch, we're, we're back, okay? After our vacation, everything is falling apart at the seams. I don't have any pants, bitch, to go to work. Everything decided it wanted to rip. I have two pairs of pants that I can wear to work. Everything else has holes and rips in them. And I need to find fat bitch workwear. And guess where I have to look? Nowhere. <laughs> I have no place where I can go to find cute, fat, fast fashions. And I'm upset. Literally, I have this set up so that all we have to do is sit down, press a button, and record. I worked really hard to set it up that way, and somehow, every fucking week, <laughs> we have to fight with it to get it to record. She's dramatic, because it's really not every week, bitch. It's just, like, twice since the time that we recorded. I want you out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode, guys. We'll see you next week. Right. <laughs> so we're here... <laughs> And we're going to talk about things, but we should first start by recapping our Atlanta trip. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the story about this woman who had a uh, panic attack. Yeah, so I had a layover flight Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. So it was like, my flight from Atlanta was at 7.15, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to land in Chicago at 8.00. 50 mm-hmm. and technically it was like an hour and 20 minutes but with the time change it was only like 45 minutes no sorry 805 mm-hmm. um and then my next flight was supposed to leave chicago at 8 50 so i had like 45 minutes chicago time to get off my plane and get on to the next plane and really it was even less because it started boarding at like 8 20 mm. So, like, 20 minutes to get off my plane and get on the next plane. Oh, my God. And we ended up taking off late because this lady was just, like, really losing her shit. She just started screaming about how if she stayed on this plane, she was going to die and her legs were going to blow up. It was just, like, really wild. So, wait, really I'm wild. sorry. <laughs> there was a huge leap between the sentence that you said before what you just said. So, I need us to go back. Okay, so you had a layover in Chicago, and you had to get from point A to point B in, like, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, like it wasn't, it wouldn't have been bad if the flight had been on time. Because, mm-hmm. like, the flight, I got off in Chicago in, like, Gateway B, like, mm-hmm. 30. And then my next flight was taking off from, like, B-17. So I really just had to walk down the hall. Yeah, it, it was bad. not bad. I had enough time. I ended up having enough time to, like, pee and then get on the flight. Okay. But I would have had more time to, like... Maybe get a snack, maybe right. do something else if we had left on time from Atlanta. But we did not because this lady thought her legs were going to blow up if she stayed on this flight. Okay, so here's what I just need to, to understand the story. So, okay, we're boarding the plane. Everything is fine. She mm-hmm. would, Where is she in relation to you in, on the plane? Well, I was in the back of the plane because I had early boarding, so I picked my seat. And I figure if I sat all the way in the back, less people want to sit next to me, mm-hmm. which worked. Um, and she was, like, in the middle of the plane, like, where the wing is. And when she got on the plane, it was obvious that she, like, had some flying anxiety. But it didn't seem like it was going to be, like, a big thing. Was she... Okay, so how do you... What do you mean? Like, how do you know that? Like, she was... Well, she was, like, holding her friend's hand really tight. And she was walking really slowly down the aisle, like, taking really tiny steps. How old was she? She was, like, our 20? age or older. Like, oh, she wow. was... I don't want to say middle age because I'm going to date myself, but... She was like, what the fuck, bitch? You're not nobody's <laughs> middle age. She was not as old as my mom, but she was not as young as me. So she was somewhere in there. So m- mid-30s, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And she was, like, holding her friend's hand really tight. She was walking, like, in these little tiny steps. She was, like, huffing. Like, she looked like she was uncomfortable. She was uncomfortable. Okay. But it, then it just turned into... Like, they closed the doors. Everybody had boarded. Mm -hmm. They closed the doors, and the pilot comes on, and he's like, welcome to the flight. We're going to get going in a couple minutes, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she just starts, like, losing it. And at this point, y'all would have been on time. Like, the freak out didn't happen yet. Y'all would have Or if it had happened earlier, where, like, people were still boarding, and we could have just been like, okay, she's got to get off. Right. (laughs) Do you not want to go? So, 
the doors were closed though. Like, I don't know if, if the door closing is what triggered her. Cause like, I get it. It's a small space. You're about to be in the sky in this little tin box. Like I get it. And once the door closes, it's like, bitch, <laughs> bitch, we're all, there's this no going bitch. back now. Except we're for her here. there was cause she lost her mind. It was just like, I feel bad for her, but also sis. The rest of us have some place to be. What was she doing? Was she just like really loudly screaming? Yeah, she like stood up and she was like, I have to get off the plane. And the, um, what are they called? Flight attendants were Mm -hmm. like, are you hurt? Like, are you injured? What's going on? Did you leave something? And she was like, no, I just have to get off the plane or I'm going to die. And they were like, okay, why don't you sit down? We'll get you some water. And she was like, no, I have to get off the plane or my legs are going to blow up. And they were like, your legs are going to blow up. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Y'all better unpack this. They said, okay, let's really, really break this down for this bitch so she can see how she sounds. And her friends started talking about how she like read this thing about how if you um, scuba dive, you can't fly the same day. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, where did she scuba dive in Atlanta? Right in Atlanta, <laughs> bitch. And it was all of two degrees the weekend that we were there. So I don't understand what the fuck she was doing. So the flight attendant was like, okay, so you've been scuba diving in the past couple of days. And she was like, no, no, I just know that if I'm in the air, I'm going to feel that same way. And I was like, okay, can we, we need to get her off this plane because I have somewhere to be. And she is really losing it right now. Like she didn't scuba dive. So it's not like she is really at risk of some part of her and body that's blowing thing. up. If you scuba dive... Yeah. Because of the altitude change, it's because you're way below sea level. So then if you go in the sky the same day, mm-hmm. the air in your body expands. So like things could literally start to blow up, like pop inside of you. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. It's oh a real my... thing. But apparently she hadn't scuba dive. She had just read about it and freaked herself out. And thought that her legs were going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they said, okay, let's get you some water. Let's get you to calm down. She and th- could not calm down. So they were like, okay, we have to, what's Let it her- called when the little truck pushes you because you can't move backwards? The truck pushes you because you can't move backwards. Yeah. When you're like, when you move away from the gateway before you like drive up to the part where you take off, it's called like tallying or towing or something like that. Oh, Whatever. Like the little, um... Like, the, kind of like the golf cart. Yeah. yeah. That comes, they had to come and get her? Yeah, so they had to, like, push us back to the gangway and then open the door so that she could get off. Because we were, like, ready to take the fuck off. And it, they were like, no, 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 no. How long was this whole exchange for? Um. Well, we were supposed to take off at 7.15, and I don't think we actually took off until, like, 7... I think it was, like, 7.37 when I looked at my phone and was like, I need to tell somebody about this. So it was, like, a good 15, 20 minutes. Okay. That was, that's not horrible, but also, bitch. So, like... In a situation where I have a 20-minute layover, like, and yeah, was 15 she, minutes is a big deal. Was she a local? I don't know. I don't know about her life. Bitch, because I, I, I need a Barbara Walters exclusive. You need to get all this information <laughs> report back. You didn't do your job correctly. Because I don't understand why... <laughs> My job was you, to get my ass to Chicago. <laughs> I am from Chicago, bitch. <laughs> Anyone who watches RuPaul's Drag Race knows what that's from. Shout out to Mystique. But, bitch, I need to know where it's her life story. Like, I really need to know because I don't understand why. First of all, okay, did you fly to Atlanta? Because if you flew to Atlanta, what did you do before you got on that plane? Were you in a position where you could get through the flight? Because I also have flying anxiety, and I just, you know, sat there in silence, and my eyes closed the whole time in hopes that everything would just go away. (laughs) No. That's what I did, and I managed to get through the whole experience, okay? So I don't understand why you couldn't do that. And I also feel like that fucking flight, those flight tips... that they offered that we watched the videos for when we were in the hotel mm-hmm. that shit did not work it didn't i feel like it made me more anxious i don't know why <laughs> it made me way more anxious the whole thing the thing i i did appreciate is when the girl said her like have like a mantra and she would say and she said like in this moment i'm okay mm-hmm. that i definitely like that actually does work in my life outside of flying yeah i was just about to say i, I started using that in my regular life right in this moment i'm okay to like ground me but when i was actually on the plane that shit was not working (laughs) i still struggle i I don't think i'm ever gonna get over that ever i don't have flight anxiety i got this really good picture because my flight was so early of us in the clouds as the sun was rising it was so pretty i saw that and i was like 
do you understand how <laughs> many how many drugs I would have to be on <laughs> to feel comfortable enough to to take this like picture? And then it, well, my experience was annoying because the bitch next to me wanted to have the window open the whole time, and then it's like I'm halfway looking out to my right because I was in the middle seat, halfway looking out to my right to see what's going on. I'm like, bitch, we are in the air. <laughs> like, we are in... That's usually where planes go, yes. In this metal bird flying <laughs> through the air. I don't understand the science. I don't feel comfortable. And then my fucking thighs are hot because these seats are not large. And you were in the middle seat. I felt guilty because I felt like I was making this bitch... The, the, the lady next to me, to my left, I felt like I was making her thigh sweat because my thighs were st- on top of oh, hers. No. But, bitch, I'm hot. Like, <laughs> and I felt, you know, I felt sweat coming on. I was anxious. It was a lot. On my flight from Chicago to here, I had a row to myself. I was sitting in the window seat, and I fell asleep at some point during that flight, like, into a hard sleep. Like, woke myself up because I was snoring. Um, and... We like we were like hitting turbulence, so the the guy was like, "Put your seatbelts on, put your tray tables up, sit your seats up," and I was just like, "Okay, my tray table's not down, my seatbelt's been on, I'm I'm good." And then a flight attendant comes around, and taps me, and she's like, "Hey, you gotta sit your seat up." I didn't even realize my seat was down, but apparently mm-hmm. my thigh had hit the button, and I had leaned back, and I looked back, and I felt so bad because there was a guy behind me, and I'm like. I really didn't mean to be in your lap this entire time. I'm <laughs> I so <can>. sorry. <laughs> oh my god. People really put their seats back, and I'm like, "Do we have we had collectively had a conversation about how you're not supposed to do that?" I'm not captain of the flight committee, so I don't get on flights often. But I'm like, I feel like that's rude, and you shouldn't do that yeah, shit. It's already not a lot of space, so why right. are you impeding on my space? We're in this fucking I'm um, flying metal coffin <laughs> all together, you know, going to our deaths. <laughs> I felt so bad, and you have your fucking seat in my throat. <laughs> I can't. And then also, like, I don't understand why when the flight lands, people immediately decide to get up. Because mm-hmm. we can't get off yet. The door is not open. And also, there's this thing called a single file line. <laughs> Literally. That, that we, that's the only way you can get off on a plane. That's the only way that you can get off. So I don't understand why you feel like if I immediately just, you know, jet up, that somehow <laughs> that's going to ensure that I get off before this person behind me. But it's like, bitch... We just have to wait. Like, you just have to wait your turn to get off the plane. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe people are just, like, you know, antsy, and then they're cramped, and they feel pain. So maybe they're like, let me get up. Because I kind of felt that way, too. But, and I also learned that, like, different planes are, I don't know if it's where you sit at on the plane or different models of planes. The seats are definitely different. Because yes, the flight to Atlanta my seat felt like it was really fucking small. And I was like, this seat belt is not going to fit. And I thought I was going to have to get an extender, but I didn't have to get one. It's just like I had no slack on my seatbelt. Whereas the flight going to Philadelphia, that one was, like I had plenty of slack. Hmm. Was it the same airline? It was Delta. Yeah, they both were Delta. And but and I low-key was in kind of like the same area in relation, because both of my seats, my seat going to Atlanta was 16... A and then my flight going to Philadelphia was 16E. So I was in the middle. So I was in the kind of like the same place in both yeah. of those planes. So I obviously these no chair on the plane is made the same. No Yeah, and I seats. flew Southwest both times. Even just my two return flights cuz I had a layover. My first flight the seatbelt was different than the second flight, like not mm-hmm. lengthwise, but like remember I told you my seatbelt extender didn't work on mm-hmm. the way there. It didn't work on the first flight, but it did work on the second flight, even though they were both Southwest. So it's like, there's why no aren't your uniformity, the same? right? There's <laughs> and especially when you have, when we have like made it accessible for people to buy seatbelt extenders outside of the airline. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there like any kind of uniformity in the construction of these seats so that we can prepare for this kind of situation? Because really, y'all just want fat bitches to to be you know traumatized for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I feel like that's what you're doing. That's the only reason why you're doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no... You can't tell me that that's not the reason why. I have a, um, like a crazy bitch flight story. So, why do these two black girls miss their flight? Oh, no. What do you mean? How'd they miss the flight? I don't know. I didn't get all that tea. 
But well, you were supposed to do a Barbara Walters exclusive. <laughs> You're not doing your job. Well, my ears were perched, bitch. I was really <laughs> listening to the details. I was like, okay, let me just you know see what's going on. So apparently, they had a flight that was before ours. Well, my flight because my flight was at what ten forty something. Their flight was around eight twenty something, and they I guess missed their flight by like a couple of minutes like it actually pulled off when they were running up to the gate which is all feel i probably is like the worst feeling ever in the world yeah and i was like in those situations what happens so apparently what they were trying to do was trying to get on our flight and i guess they were talking to i don't know who those people are that like do like the pre-check and the boarding and that kind of stuff who are they flight yeah the flight people <laughs> Like, who are those people? Because they're not flight attendants. They don't get on the plane. just airline workers. I don't know. Yeah, like airline people. So the airline people, I guess, had made some sort of deal with them, I guess, where they could get one of them on the plane or something like that. But essentially what happened was they overbooked the flight. As always. And they asked someone if they wanted to stay over. And they would threw in, like, a gift card that was, like, I think it was, like, $500. And they're, like, a $500 hotel voucher. I think is what they said. Wow. I think is what they said. And that's why I, I low key. stay. <laughs> for but I didn't hear her because if she had said what I think that she said, I would have said as well. Because <laughs> I low key was like, I can just do this and then call off work and then have me a nice, cute little day. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Let me just go on this flight because I really don't want to feel, I don't want to fly in the morning. I would rather fly at night so that I can like attempt slumber while I'm on this flight as opposed to flying in the morning where I know my eyes are going to just be looking out into the heavens. So I don't know what happened with them because they didn't get on our flight. So I don't know if they end up getting on your flight. Did you see two black girls on your flight? I mean, there was a lot of black people on my flight, so. But also, my flight wasn't Delta; it was Southwest. So oh, I don't know duh. how they would have done oh, that. Oh, awkward, there, yeah, duh. But <laughs> I have an awkward flight story too. I was in the airport in Atlanta early morning, so mm-hmm. I was already like fucked up because it was early morning, and I'm sitting in the like waiting area to get on my flight, and I'm looking up at the board, and it says departure seven fifteen, arrival eight oh five. But then it says travel time, one hour, 18 minutes. So I'm doing the math in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, if we leave at 7.15 and it takes an hour, 18 minutes, that is not 8.05. That's 8.30 something. Right. And I have another flight at 8.50. So like. How is this going to work? Right. Mm-hmm. So I go up to the desk and I'm like, hey, I just have a question. The board says an hour and 18 minutes, but it says we land at 8.05. And I just need to know if that's correct. Which one of those is correct? Because I have another flight and I need to make sure I'm on it. And they were like, okay, let me look that up for you. And he's like being really nice. And he's like, yeah, it says it's about an hour and 18 minutes. So we should land right around 8.05. And I'm like, no, (laughs) that math doesn't work. And he's like, yeah. Oh, 8.05 Chicago time. And I was like, oh, duh. Because technically, you're going the opposite direction of PHL, right? You're going like... Yeah, we're going like towards the West Coast. Right. You're going west. Yeah. When you need to be going... Going one time zone (laughs) over to come back this way. (laughs) And I think that's what tripped me me up at the time I went to Chicago for um, my friend's birthday. Because it was like... The flight, I had a layover that time, too. And one of the layovers, I felt like, was, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> like, it was, like, going to this... We were in this small-ass plane, which also was, like, bitch, I never want to experience that in my life. B- bitches who fly private, I know your planes are not this big, but I'm, like, do you understand? This little aircraft, you can feel everything. Mm-hmm. Like, when you... Oh, girl, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> bitch, we need portals. I need to figure out who's... Who is out here manipulating the time-space continuum to make it so that I can jump through a hole and then end up in a different place? (laughs) I need to know who is coming up with that technology because I will invest time, energy, and resources in promoting that thing. (laughs) However, like, what? I don't know. I forgot what I was talking about, but whatever. (laughs) I was even, like, looking up flights on my phone. I was like, okay, if I fly from Atlanta to Chicago, how long is that flight supposed to be? Because this doesn't make sense before I went up and talked to him. And I'm like, okay, this says it's a two-hour flight, but it's only going to take an hour to get there. None of this makes sense. The website is wrong. It booked me an incorrect flight, and now I'm not going to get home. I was really freaking out at 7 in the morning. (sighs) It was a hard time. What time did you wake up? 4.30. 
I woke up at four thirty, rushed and got myself together because the airport shuttle comes every thirty minutes. So I was like, if I make it downstairs by five, I can just get on the shuttle. Mm-hmm. So I made it downstairs. It was like four fifty eight. The shuttle's already outside, <laughs> and the lady is like, "You get on the shuttle?" And I was like, "Yeah." So then there's nobody at the front desk. So somebody comes out from like an office, and they're like, "Oh, you need the shuttle?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Oh, what do you need from me?" And I was like, "I need to check out." And she was like, oh, okay, just leave your keys right here and I'll do it for you. And I was like, thank you. So then I ran outside and got on the shuttle for free. Mm. But yeah, I got up at 4.30. And Where I was, did it drop you off at? Right at in front airport? of the gate? Like at your gate specifically? No, it was just like at a an entrance. <laughs> Everyone got off at the same place. Mm. And then I had to walk and find the Southwest check-in. And I think I butted in line because it, it was like... I don't know about Delta, but Southwest has, like, self-tagging stations where you just hit the screen. Like, you look up your own ticket, and then it prints your bag tags for you. So, there was, like, 20 screens, and then there was a roped-off line. But nobody was in line, so I was just like, okay, I'll wait for an open screen. So, somebody finished their screen. I just hopped onto it and then looked over the other way, and there's this long-ass line of people waiting for screens. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, shit. But I had already printed my tags and was like, okay, well, I'm... I'm just going to go. <laughs> but I'm confused. I, I didn't have to do any of this. When I tell you, I just went through check. What is it? Um, security check. And Yeah, then... but you weren't checking any bags, right? No. Yeah, I was checking a bag. Did you have to print a boarding pass? Or you had one on your phone? I had one on my phone. I had one on my phone, too, but I had to print my bag tags. So they gave me a paper boarding pass, too. Oh, cause maybe this is because I'm, I'm, I'm not a checking bag bitch. <laughs> Usually what happens is they'll ask if somebody can check a bag for free when I get to the... Wants to check a bag for free. And I'm like, okay, Nobody absolutely. Nobody did that on Southwest. They didn't ask us if we wanted to check a bag. Shout out to Delta, bitch. <laughs> Sponsor us. Um, Sponsor us. <laughs> bitch. But yes, that was such an interesting experience. I really, and then the girls, I felt bad for them. But then they also, they were just wilding. Like, <laughs> like I understand that you're upset and you're going through this experience and your your prop your emotions are all over the place, but they were like kind of making themselves into like a public spectacle, and they were black, and I kind of was like uncomfortable because I was like, ooh, messy black people. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, let me not give them too much because fuck these white people. But then also <laughs> like, bitch, y'all really going through it. I need y'all to play the part so that these fucking um, Delta people could take pity on you and help mm-hmm. you out. Like, girl, play the role. Yes. I need Oscar, you know, nominee performance. I really need to get home. I have a sick child. Do you understand? I have places. I have to go to work tomorrow. Do you understand? <laughs> I have to go to work tomorrow. Do you understand? They're going to fire me if I don't get on this next flight. Come on. My whole life is going to be in shambles. I need all of that. And I wasn't getting that from them. They were over there doing times tables. And one of the girls cannot do their times tables. How old were these girls? They were definitely in their 20s. And I want to say older than me. And I also feel like there may have been some sort of like narcotic or something involved. But I don't know. Uh-uh. I don't know. This is me speculating. But I was just like... <laughs> I'm sorry, sis. I was really sad for them. But that fucking um, video that we watched about airplane anxiety definitely did not help me. <laughs> all in all. But that was our Atlanta experience. It was really, really fun. I had a great time. I, I can't wait to go back. We had a lot of fun while we were there. We went out and partied. I ate a lot of things. I ate nothing. That was his choice. <laughs> A bad choice, but it was his choice. But we did have some good seafood. What did. what did you do with the rest of that food? I didn't eat. Well, I ate the rest of my crab legs, and I ate the top part of the macaroni and cheese, the like crispy, cheesy part, mm. and then that was it. What time did you end up going to sleep? I really didn't sleep at all that night. I don't know what it is about like the sleeping the night before, like traveling. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. So I was like in and out of sleep for the whole night. I slept for maybe like an hour at a time. Mm. And then I was up for like three hours, and then I would sleep for another hour. Mm-mm. Oh no! The same thing happened the night before we left for Atlanta because I didn't even go into bed. I slept out here on the couch. I laid out here on the couch and watched TV and was like in and out of sleep all night. Girl, I was knocked. <laughs> okay, I was knocked out as soon as I got home. I feel like I'm getting sick. I hope I'm not getting sick. I think I'm getting sick. Traveling makes you sick sometimes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So what are we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea, child. What, what's the, how, what are we at? How much time did that take up? 25 minutes. Come on. <laughs> so now we just need to have another conversation about something that you want to talk about. We could do the stereotypes. I feel like that goes into flying. Also, I wanted, I wanted to like touch on some of the stuff we said in the last episode. So like, did you feel anxiety walking down the aisles to your seat? Did you feel like you were touching people? 
I did end up touching someone with my hips when I was walking past them on the aisle, but I didn't feel any kind of particular way about it. I just was like, I'm sorry I grazed past you. Um, I did get a little bit anxious about the fact that when my flight to Atlanta, the, the, the flight to there, I wasn't anxious about the seat not the seatbelt not buckling because already first of all it's like i was one of the last people to get on the flight because i wasn't paying attention to when they were boarding each individual section so my seat was like further up but i didn't end up getting onto the plane until like later on and the other people had to get up so already you're like okay making a a scene bitch because you're having to ask the people and my seat was all the way by the window so i'm already having to ask people to get up yeah. And then it's like, okay, I'm putting my seatbelt on. And I'm like, bitch, this bitch is not buckling. What is going on? Like, why is this not buckling? Because as someone who's like a smaller fat, I guess you could say, or whatever, it's kind of like you internalize this whole idea of like, oh, bitch, you're not really that big, but you're that big. Like, yeah. it's this weird space that you navigate between. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this shit is not going to fit, so I'm going to get a seatbelt extender. But it's like, no, I didn't end up needing one. But again, I go back to my point that I made last week. Those seats are not big. Like, oh. I, they're really not large seats. So I really don't think people understand that, like, even skinny people or thin people are uncomfortable in these seats. Like, the girl who was sitting between me and the other guy, I felt like she had, she felt, she was not a large woman, but I felt like she had to make herself smaller because she was sitting in between two men. And I wanted to say to her, like, girl, we're just going to be touching. That's okay. Like, <laughs> we're just going to be touching. Read your book, sis. It is okay. I'm not uncomfortable. I understand that my legs are big, so they're touching your hip. I get it. But, like, the seats are not large by any stretch of the imagination. Like... And then also on my other flight, there was monitors in the headrests. Mm. And you could like watch TV and movies and stuff. I did not do I anything. I didn't have that on either of my flights. Girl, I didn't realize that was a thing either. <laughs> and I didn't do anything because I was scared because I was like, I can't focus on anything because death is looming. In in case there is like a terrorist on this fucking plane. <laughs> in case in case that the 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 fucking uh, pilot decides that he wants to be drunk or fall asleep at the wheel, bitch, and I have to fly this fucking plane. I need to have all of my fucking, you know, um, yes, all of them. Those <laughs> things that I need to have, I need to have all of them. Okay. I cannot. But yeah, I didn't really have any kind of like anxious about flying experiences i did pee before i got on the plane so i didn't have to get up and go pee Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to you know inconvenience anyone on the plane by having to make them get up to go pee and that's not even me being like that's not even a fat thing it's more so just like i don't like to make a scene (laughs) usually so unless i I like like to to make a spectacle right but i was pretty much chilling them i get i was getting all the looks from people i'm like i don't understand what's going on your butt that fat ass because a lot of people in atlanta was looking at you too but i don't think you peeped it i was not peeping it at all mm-hmm. but i also was like leave me alone like you <laughs> i'm just trying to get to this okay i'm just trying to get on my plane safely and get through this because i'm going to die <laughs> these are all the things i'm thinking in my head were they white i low-key when we were at that arby's the last day I was like, are we being too gay in here? Because it was a lot of like white, white, white people in button ups. And I was nervous. <laughs> right. It was giving me verb. And I was like, I for- we're in the South. Like <laughs> this could really turn left real quick, bitch. And I would have to come out. I would have to start throwing curly fries. Cause was- where we stayed initially, it was like neighborhood adjacent. So it was like seeing somebody gay over there is not out of the ordinary. The norm, yeah. But then when we were staying by the airport, I was like, are we being too gay over here? <laughs> right. Like this is this is not the business. This is this is we're in white America. <laughs> I am a white woman in America. This that's definitely what it was giving. Returning back to anything from last week's episode, did you feel like any type of way with the seatbelt extender not working and No. I asked for one. And the flight attendant was very nice. He was, like, trying to slip it to me on the slide, but I had already asked him out loud in mm. front of people. I don't care. 
And then on the way back, I was sitting in the back of the plane, so I just turned around and was like, hey, yo, can I get a seatbelt extender? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, sure. Plus, I was by myself. I sat in a row by myself, both of those flights, so I didn't care. And I didn't. I wouldn't have cared if somebody was there, because, like, safety. Were you the only person who needed a seatbelt extender? I mean, to my knowledge, but that couldn't have been true on the whole flight, because I was sitting next to someone, like, in the terminal before we got on the plane, mm-hmm. who was, like bigger than me so i'm sure she may have needed one but mm-hmm. i didn't check to see so did you attempt to buckle the seatbelt before you asked him for a seatbelt mm-hmm. it wasn't far it was like both times it was like this far this much i know y'all can't see what i'm doing but right that's now, like but like the size of an iphone yeah like the size of like six or seven inches barely and that's wild to me because it's like if y'all really made it that big then it would be more inclusive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, it really does not take that much for that seatbelt to be functional without a seatbelt extender. And it's like, just make it that big. Like, I'm really trying to understand why you don't. Because you can, if you make it so that you can pull the slack to the other side, then it's not inconvenience and skinny your people. Right. I mean, I don't really know physics or... <laughs> or physics. The, physics or architecture, whatever the fuck the, the industry <laughs> is. But I'm just trying to understand why is it that this one-size-fits-all model that you have if you want it to actually be one size fits all, make it as big as possible with the option of pulling in. Smaller. Yeah, of making it go smaller. I'm not understanding. But did you brush past anyone? Did you feel like anyone tried to make you feel uncomfortable or were looking at looking at you? No, I got on pretty early. So I was in like the second, no, the third group to board. So it was like the A group boards and then any unaccompanied minors and then families board mm. after A and then B. And I was B3, B5, and B7 for my three flights. So it was like I was one of the first people to be on the plane. I didn't have to brush past too many people. There was one guy who was sitting in the exit row, the very first row, mm-hmm. and he was um, in the row by himself. He was sitting in the window seat. And I got on and he looked at me and then immediately closed his eyes and like looked away, Mm. which to me wasn't like a, oh my God, she's fat. It was just like a, please don't sit next to me. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know if it was because like I'm fat or just he didn't want anybody sitting next to him and he saw me make eye contact with him. So you were going to sit there. Yeah. I didn't want to sit there though. I was going to the back of the plane. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Flying is such an interesting experience. Again, people don't really understand the the mental gymnastics that fat people go through when they're just doing really simple, run-of-the-mill, daily things that you, a lot of skinny people take for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, actually having to look at the weight requirement on a fucking elevator. Because it's like, bitch, if there's... You got five of your fat bitch friends. Mm-hmm. And we were in the elevator at the Sheraton when we were there, and it was making crazy noises. And I looked at the weight <laughs> and it was like, there's no way we're near that. Right? I'm like, bitch. <laughs> like, we are some big bitches, but damn, okay? <laughs> like, actually having to pay attention to that shit. Because if you go into, like, a, a, a older building and get on the elevator and starts making noise it's like uh-uh that's gonna be enough for me let me take these stairs I don't <laughs> all the know. way up to the 10th floor i'm okay Mm-mm, absolutely not or like getting on a roller coaster that kind of thing people don't really take take yeah. into consideration how those things impact you as a fat person but all in all i think i had a really good time on our trip it was exciting do you have you ever been to an amusement park where like out by the line, they have like one of the seats for the rides to so that you can check to see if you fit in before you stand in the line. Yeah, they usually have the like height and weight requirements, and I feel like even when I was fat, because I'm not, I never really liked roller coasters, and I don't. Part of me kind of feels like I convinced myself not to like them because the the time that I was going on them, I was at my biggest. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't like these things because I'm fat and I'm not gonna fit on most of them. But I, I already am kind of the the type of person that doesn't really like that kind of shit. Like I don't like, I don't like flying. So that would be an indication I wouldn't like anything that's like daredevilish, yeah. right? <laughs> heights. I don't. I'm scared of heights. I don't really like that. Anything that means I'm potentially going to die, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I'm the opposite. Kill me. I want to stay on the ground, safe. <laughs> so, but you know, when I was a little bit younger and braver. I would look at the weight requirements and it's like 
even though it says a weight, again, you don't know how your fatness is configured on your body. And it's like, it could be the case that if the bar is like fashioned in a way where it's not going towards your stomach, but maybe it's going over your thigh, then it's like maybe that could work mm-hmm. as opposed to like having to buckle like a belt or something on a mm-hmm. ride. Like I always, we talked about this on episode zero. I always wanted to get on like that swing ride mm-hmm. that like takes you up and you're like essentially in like a, um, a, a swing where your legs are dangling over. It's called the swings. It was, that's what it's called. Okay, mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> and then you have to put the seatbelt on. And I always needed a seatbelt extender when I was little. That didn't work, so then I had to get off the ride and walk back in line and go get on another ride. Tra- trauma. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. I also, there was a time me and my cousin were at some amusement park. I don't remember which one, but there was like the seat out by the line so you could make sure that you fit in before you actually waited in line to get on the ride. And she was really like pushing on it to make sure that I could fit in it before we went and stood in the line because there had already been an instance where I had to get off Mm -hmm. earlier in that like trip and we were young so it was like I'm pretty sure I played it off all right and I don't really think that she cared but it was like trauma right (laughs) and then it's also like not only like a mental trauma but also like the physical trauma of trying to like fit yourself into these spaces so like okay, it fits, but is it comfortable? Because you also have to be able to endure this five-minute ride. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if this shit is crushing your stomach, like, are you going to throw up? Are you going to rupture your insides in order to have this experience? And I really like roller coasters. I really like thrill, period. I like thrill-seeking rides. I like to, I want to skydive. I enjoy being on the plane. My My favorite part to watch is take off. (laughs) (laughs) I like when we get into the sky, we go above the clouds. I enjoy things that are thrilling. She's, she's fucking crazy, y'all. I don't understand why I'm <laughs> doing this podcast with her, because why is she wanting to get on these rides and I do want these to things? jump out of a plane. It's going to be fat people with opinions take the air. And, and it's going to be fat person <laughs> with opinion take the take the air, because Isaiah will be on the ground. We're going to do it together. We're going to face your fear. Absolutely not. <laughs> do you understand? I need to, I will have to be like, Highly medicated. I got you. When I say highly medicated, I mean I cannot remember anything about this experience at all. Because if I do, I'm going to like wake up and be like, this bitch really got me to jump out of a plane. She cannot be trusted. How Slytherin. She's a horrible person. Like that is really disrespectful. I will I will not tolerate it. I'm not doing it. And I don't want to do tandem jumps like where you have the guy who was trained to do it on your back. I want to do it by myself. Which means I'm gonna have to do it a few times. Taylor, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do I've that. always wanted to skydive. Like that's been a thing I've always wanted to do. When I first started losing weight, like really taking weight loss seriously, I told myself that when I lost two hundred pounds, that was how I was going to reward myself. Oh my god! Well, I want you to have that experience because there is something that you've always wanted to do. Do it. Just don't ask me or expect me to do it because I won't. <laughs> Fat people with opinions take the sky. Fat person with opinion take the sky. <laughs> I'm going to get him to do it, y'all. I, I will not. <laughs> I just want to make sure this... <laughs> y'all are going to be very disappointed when you see Taylor, you know, have some sort of uh, recording, a video that she does, where and I'm not nowhere to be seen. Because I will not. But yeah, like... And it's crazy because what you alluded to in your story was that, like, even experiences where you feel like it's just affecting you as a fat person when you can't get on the ride or you can't get on the plane... Like, it's not just impacting you, it's impacting the people that you care about. And then they get upset and they're feeling embarrassed. And it's like, you're also having to take on their trauma in that situation of, like, embarrassing them, making you a spectacle, and then them having to, like, respond to onlookers who are kind of, like, heckling you or laughing Mm -hmm. or not even having... My cousin is really, like, that ride or die. Like, she would not let somebody look at me crazy. Like, we would be out here fighting. And also, it's not like she couldn't get on the ride without me, but who wants to do that alone, you know? Right. She wanted to get on... You wanted you to get on with her. That's sad. Like I said, some, I just wish we lived in more in a more inclusive world when it comes to fat people. We're not saying that we're trying to convince people to be fat, bitch. Like, oh my God, I'm so over that. <laughs> but, like, you... I don't... I, inclusivity is not the same thing as, like, indoctrination. <laughs> like... Nobody's out here trying to brainwash the the world into thinking that obesity is okay. At all. That's not what's happening. We're just saying that 
we deserve. And in this moment of me getting on this plane, unless we have a, a, a cosmetic surgeon on the plane or someone who's going to do my lap band surgery on this plane, <laughs> I cannot lose weight in this moment, but I still need to fly. Right. I can't lose weight in this moment, but I still want to get on this ride. I can't lose weight in this moment, but I still plan to jump out of this plane. Okay, so I, I don't know what you need to do, <laughs> but we need to figure this out as a collective. And that's it. And that's it. What else do you want to talk about? I mean, that's 40 minutes. If we do a weekly consumption, we could end the episode. <laughs> okay, because niggas are tired, bitch. I'm so tired, and I feel like I'm getting sick. Ugh. Ugh. I really don't know if I have anything to talk about. That's like, oh, I need to follow this page. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, you know who we could we could shout out the one seafood in Atlanta because they're the ones who brought our seafood. She's the one who brought our seafood um, Monday, and she fit us in in the last minute because we didn't follow the directions at all, and um, it was delicious. It was, and she delivered it to us. And she, I mean, you were the one who were corresponding with her, but she sounded like she was so like accommodating and she happy. Because what happened was we were supposed to place the order the day before, but we didn't. And I was like, we're leaving tomorrow, like to early tomorrow morning. So is there any way that you can fit us in today? I'll even pay extra, like I'll pay an express fee. And she was like, no, it's fine. Here's the minimum that you have. To, here's the minimum for delivery. And here's the menu. Let me know what you want. And it was like really easy. We told her what we wanted. I sent her the money and she was like, all right, I'll see you at four o'clock. And that was it. And I really thought that it was going to be a thing because, like, it, the instructions explicitly say you must order a day before. Right. And then it's also crazy because we got a lot of food for what we paid for, we specifically it seafood. Like a ton of food. It was a lot of food. So if you're ever in Atlanta and you want, like, a seafood platter, the one seafood on Instagram, mm-hmm. follow her. The, the Everything was flavored, seasoned, mm-hmm. down. The seafood mac and cheese was bomb. Yeah, it was actually bomb. quite delicious. I was. I learned how to, um, well, not really learn because I didn't do it. But <laughs> Taylor taught me how to um, eat crab. How to pick a crab. So, like, how to crack it, how to crack the leg and get the meat Girl, out. Girl, because, I mean, don't, uh, black people are really already starting to write in, like, bitch, you don't know how to fucking crack crabs. <laughs> but I, and here's how I feel, and I'm and I'm staying true to this. So, if y'all want to fight, we can argue, bitch, okay? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of labor that goes in generally eating seafood, generally. There's a lot of labor that goes in for not a lot of reward. It, I feel the same way about oxtails. However, that crab was really delicious. Mm-hmm. It's and really, oxtails are delicious. It's just a lot of work. I would rather have a crab cake where all everything is already, you know, together and I don't have to worry about sifting through the carcass of the animal. What okay. you need to do is just get you a man who will do it for you. Sit there and crack all your crabs and, feed and then me. just place a, a big pile of already picked crab meat on your plate. That's what I be doing for my nigga because I'm that nigga. Come on. And, and once I locate him and find him and make sure I fight all the other bitches trying to get around him and get involved in our relationship trust me we will be them fat bitches well i will be the fat bitch at the at the the crab spot and he will be cracking all my crabs because i i just it's a lot of labor it's a lot of emotional physical financial labor what emotional physical financial spiritual labor that's going into you know really you know extracting the meat from the carcass of the animal well, y'all know how I feel about eating. It is an experience. And when you eat crab legs, part of the experience is the art of cracking a crab leg and getting the meat out in one big hunk. Oh, girl. I was over it. <laughs> you didn't even have any crab legs. I gave you one of mine. You gave me a piece. And I, and I was over watching you crack them. <laughs> okay. The shrimp were good, though. I tore them shrimp up. And then we experienced shrimp. We experienced... Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Could you please repeat what you said? Sarah Nigel. wants to be part of the... <laughs> Nigel. He wants to be part of the podcast. I don't even remember what the fuck I was about to say. You... We experienced... You said you ate all the shrimp, and then we experienced... Oh, I didn't eat all the shrimp, but I was about to say we experienced hard-boiled eggs in... Um, oh, yeah. I've never had a hard-boiled egg in, like, a seafood... Platter. ...situation. I wasn't mad at it. I'm not really a hard-boiled egg. Like, it wasn't bad, but I just, I didn't get the point. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad at it at all. I don't know if I would, like, why is that there? But it's also <laughs> like, I don't know. I want to know who was the person who came up with this specific, like, combination of, like, there has to be there has to be corn, there has to be sausages, there has to be... Potatoes. Potatoes, bitch. Because, I mean, honestly, my favorite part low-key is the potatoes. The potatoes with this smothers up all that fucking garlic and that butter, mm-hmm. bitch, and that old bay, that seasoning. The problem is you eat three bites of potatoes and you're full. Over. Over. I couldn't fit in all of my shrimp and my crab into my stomach because I ate so much potato. Right. I'm mad. I damn near ate, only ate half of that fucking platter. Spent $25. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked, Hello. bitch. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. And you know what he said? You should have never called me a fat-ass Kelly Price. (laughs) (laughs) But when the world needed him most, bitch, he vanished. vanished. Bitch, she was really telling a tale. (laughs) (laughs) And that fucking series, bitch, I wish I could find it somewhere for free to watch. Because I don't want to pay it. It's not on the the Lou of who? It's not. It's not on Netflix either. Or um, Amazon Video. Where's... Who's... 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 um, Bitch, who is going to get the streaming um, rights for fucking Nick shows? Because I well, feel like Nick has a streaming thing. It's called like Nick something, but you got to pay for it. That's why I was like, I found Avatar, but I'm not trying to pay eleven dollars a month to watch it. Are we sure it's not on YouTube, bitch? I'm pretty sure it's not because I've looked. Oh really? Okay. The newer one might be like the Legends of Katara or whatever. Cora, but that, K- don't Kora. do Katara like that. <laughs> I look he want to watch that one because she was definitely a lesbian with a bob. But I'm also like she did not have a bob. She had a bob she had a bob in the later seasons because sometimes I watch clips from anime without actually ever have watching them. And there was a fight scene that she had with Toph when Toph was older. Cause I feel like She was low key a lesbian though. She, she was. Um, and she liked the the girl who had the black hair who had it like yeah. the bang. I do mm-hmm. remember that. But I Katara need to, was low key a lesbian too. Loki. No, I think she definitely was a um, a barebacker. I don't know what that means. What's Not that barebacker mean? breeder. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she definitely she was a heterosexual. She was in love with a breeder. She was in love with <laughs> Aang, but I also feel like she had a thing for a couple of other women. I I I vehemently disagree. <laughs> I don't think she definitely was. I think if anything, Toph was the one that I was getting butched from the entire series, bitch. Was like a child the entire series, so I don't know. Girl, I mean, Ang was a child. they all yeah, were I guess children. She was no more child than Ang, right? <laughs> they all were fucking children. Ang was also three hundred years old though, so he also got my fucking nerves, bitch. Because it was like you, all you just had to do was kill this nigga. And I, you're the Avatar, bitch. I don't care about your fucking spirituality, bitch. You're supposed to be sacrificing. And when you really think about it, it's really self centered. He wanted to maintain this kind of pure, this 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 purity of like being as though like he's a monk and he was trained to never hurt anyone or kill anyone. But it's like your, your interest in maintaining that purity is really like causing the demise of the world. Like you really <laughs> could just have killed this man and everything would be fine. And you're, this is your responsibility as the avatar. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to like rationalize like violence, but I do feel like in that situation when we're talking about a fantasy anime (laughs) like bitch you should have made the sacrifice for the rest of the world fuck your principles and your values bitch people are dying your inaction is causing death and destruction (laughs) your inaction is causing death and destruction do what you're supposed to do i don't give a fuck (laughs) i'm sorry i really got mad I really got mad. And Aang, I go up for Aang, and I really appreciate, like, he is the true protagonist. But it's also, like, bitch, like, it was that purity that was holding him back from really doing what he needed to do, and I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Like, fucking even Kiyoshi, that bitch, she had to kill someone in order to save her fucking homeland. Yeah, like, but Kiyoshi was a waterbender, right? No, Kiyoshi, she was Earth. Well, she was the Avatar, but... Right, but I'm saying, like, wh- what tribe did she come from? Earth. Yes, because like, Ang was an Airbender, and they're monks. They're they were very monks. Mm-hmm. And they were violence. And then guess what happened? They were slaughtered. Right, but as anti-violent people usually are, you know. Right, you're right, you're right. Pacifists usually don't make it too long, especially not in anime. <laughs> and I'm also a pacifist, but like, I mm, there we could really have a conversation. 
I am a pacifist and I really try not to seek out conflict. But I do think there are times when people aren't realistic in terms of like the need for violence or the, the impact that violence can have in terms of like a political means, like in order to, as, as a, as a way of addressing our political concern, sometimes violence is the only answer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what, what we have learned specifically when we look at like racial injustice and racial violence is that like our ancestors really were out here, you know, when I mean our ancestors, I mean people in the 1950s, during the civil rights era, like they really were out here on this non-violence as for me, that was a political move. That was to make it so that the, the whole, the whole movement was a lot more desirable to white, the white gays so that people can say, okay, well we have to sympathize with these people because they're literally not doing anything and they're being like, (laughs) there's violence being enacted on them. Yeah. But it's like, it's gotten to a point now where I feel like, (laughs) <laughs> like if you're going to try to hurt me and kill me i'm not going to let you right like i'm not going to let you and if you're and if my even if it means that me being a pacifist if my morals like inhibit me from enacting violence like but this is violence that I'm not, like, asking for. I don't know how to say this, but, like, if it's violence I'm not asking for, I'm not going to sit there and let you do it. Like, yes. Do you think that pacifism is not fighting back or just not starting fights? I think it's not starting fights. I think pacifism is doing, exhausting all other opportunities to, like, if it means negotiation, if it means de-escalation, it means doing all those things before violence becomes the only way that you can right. resolve a situation. But bitch, if we have to go to war, we're going to war. Okay. I also just realized that you said Kiyoshi and not Katara. Right. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to let you rock, but Katara absolutely was not an earthbender. <laughs> she was a mother, but the Kiyoshi was the ancestor, was yes. a previous avatar. Kiyoshi was the bad bitch. She, with the that baddest. makeup, bitch, she was beat. I need to see fucking um, YouTube tutorials from that bitch. You, <laughs> wait, hold on. Remember we were watching, another thing that I really appreciate about me traveling with Taylor is that me and Taylor are the same type bitch in that sometimes we just need moments to just sit in the hotel and watch movies. Because bitch, <laughs> when we tell you they had a fucking um, Hunger Games marathon mm-hmm. on AMC, bitch, and we really got our lives. Okay, and watched like five of the fucking, um, well, all of them. Yes. And then wanted them to keep playing them so that we can continue to watch mm-hmm. them. And then the next day we were like, so where's the Hunger Games? And it was nowhere to be found and we were upset. And then Harry Potter were, Harry Potter was on because it's always on. <laughs> and then we started watching that. But the fucking makeup look that they had in fucking, um, what is the one? Um, Catching Fire, bitch. When she first, when they when they did like the, the tribute parade, mm-hmm. that all black look that she had on that eye look was sickening. Also, when they had the the fucking um it was like the party that they had where they were taking the the poison like the people who yeah, lived to in make the cat throw up yeah to make them throw up so they could eat more like that her uh Katniss's look in that fucking uh party was everything too I need to see I need to YouTube I need, I want to see some recreations of that that was really that cute. Would be cute is it bad that when I first read the book and I read about that part where they were drinking the stuff to make them throw up I was like I belong here I want you out so that I can eat more yes I want you out I can eat all the things <laughs> and make more space to eat more things that sounded like a good time to me <laughs> that is what a party should be <laughs> that sounded like a good time to me I'm fucking dead bitch they were really out here eating okay and making themselves throw up so they can eat it was wild <laughs> and it's like I wouldn't want to live in the fucking capital, bitch. That whole concept is really disturbing. It's really disturbing. Yeah, the whole concept of that whole 
series just to start with. Right. And I really like I like the movies, but I really appreciate the books more. Even though I kind of feel like the, the movies were pretty close to the books. Yeah. But there was a lot of details that they missed. Like even the two people that were um Effie's like in Effie's entourage, they didn't talk about how like they essentially got killed just mm-hmm. by virtue of the fact that they were that close to Katniss. Mm-hmm. Like and how Effie was essentially tortured in the capital. The the girl who played Effie, sickening. She did a sickening job. I love her. She, she I like when she acts in almost everything because she is so versatile. I don't remember her name, so don't ask me. But she's so versatile. I've seen her play so many different things. Mm-hmm. I really like her. A lot. She's sickening. I really like that fucking um episode. With that episode, that the whole like when she was in the jumpsuit at, in District Thirteen, and she was like. She had her head wrap on her. She was like, girl, luckily I can bring this back. I was like, <laughs> she wore me out. Like, I can't, Effie. She really wore me out. Like, I cannot. They killed my man, Senna. And that's really wild because it's like, when you think about it, Senna, he had no reason to fuck with Katniss. He really didn't. So, really, he was just that pure-hearted person and mm-hmm. that he immediately, like, saw the situation that she was in and was like, this is fucked up because he was born and raised in the capital. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. And he was literally just doing his job. He just did it better than they were asking him to. <laughs> right. He said, "I, I this is a, a moment to be political and fashion is political, bitch, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do this better than the rest of you bitches with my gold eyeliner. And you're mad. And Lenny Kravitz did a sickening job playing him, too. Mm-hmm. They really cast that movie really well. I really appreciated the movies. Except for fucking... I didn't like whoever played Peter. What's his name? Oh, I don't know his name. Who's your favorite character? In The Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do know. Um. Well, she only comes in the end, but what's her name? Johanna? Yeah, she's my favorite, too. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite, too. I really fuck with her. I like uh, Finnick as well. He's a, he's a good guy. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> really particularly moved by him. I also like Hey Mitch, too. I like Hey Mitch a lot. I couldn't fucking stand Hey Mitch. You couldn't stand? The majority <laughs> of the books and most of the movies. You couldn't stand Hey Mitch? No, his drunk ass. I could not stand him. He was the brains of the operation. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't disagree, but also get it the fuck together. Yeah, I, it was. I was. He was tripping in the, them first couple of books. I'm like, okay, you understand that we're death is looming. I say that every episode, <laughs> but death is looming. I need you to get it together. We have to get this together. I cannot have. Ugh. You're supposed to be training us. I cannot. Which one? What was your favorite movie? Um, favorite in like cinematography wise or favorite in like storyline let's do both cinematography wise would be the second part of the last book so the second part of the last movie mm-hmm. what's it called and it's not Mocking catching fire mocking jay part two mm-hmm. because the whole the city is set up like a a, a game a game mm-hmm. was really dope the way that they animated all of that i remember Watch. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for any of y'all. So just know that there's girl. This movie came out eight thousand seven hundred fifty-five years ago. At the end, when they're like running through, it's like a building, mm. and the things just pop up off, pop up out of the floor, and like two people just disintegrate and die. Like that yeah. part blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I had read the book, but it was still like the visual, the visualization. Right. I yeah. imagined it in my mind, and then I saw it on the screen and was like, that is exactly what the fuck happened. Right. Like, it was wild. I really enjoyed that. But storyline-wise would be Catching Fire because I liked the we're going back into this bullshit-ass game. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucking sucks. Oh, shit, we're getting rescued. Like, that was really cool. Yeah, Catching Fire is probably my favorite one in both cinematography and the... Um the plot line the, the whole concept of that game was actually really crazy yeah. that it was like a clock essentially it was really fun trying to figure that out too as i was reading the book because right. i was like what, is what going the fuck on? is this yeah what is going on <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like katniss is really a warrior bitch mm-hmm. like she really can fight mm-hmm. like she was really in there killing these monkeys and niggas was just casually like underplaying the fact that she really was a warrior like in the later parts of the series just like okay let's play up the fact that she's you know, like, essentially a political figure that's, you know, at the forefront of this movement. But it's also, like, she shot down a fucking plane with an arrow, mm-hmm. an explosive arrow, bitch. She was shooting niggas 
and doing stuff. She when they that whole scene when it was um I think in part one, Mocking J part one where they had the creatures that like killed Finnick and they were fighting them in the sewers, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like she was fighting them niggas down she there was really too. Fighting. <laughs> fighting. Okay. Really fighting. And I'm like, people underplayed the fact that and I think that Was that part one or part two? Part one might have been my favorite one cinematography wise. Whichever one we were like in the city. I don't remember if that's one or two. I think it was part one mostly. I, I, I haven't seen, I didn't really watch part one, part two, but I like Catching Fire because I like the fact that they had the clock thing and I also like that it kind of was sunny throughout the most of, most of it. It was like a beautiful film when they were actually in the game. It, it looked like it was hot as fuck and y'all know I don't like to be hot. And those little jumpsuits were, those little swimming suits were cute. I wouldn't want to do. What time is it? Okay, I'm done. This was a wonderful episode. <laughs> we don't have a weekly... Do you have a weekly consumption? I don't. I don't have a weekly consumption either. Get a, get away from me. The One Seafood. That's our weekly consumption. We'll Come on. Shout out to, to The One Seafood. Correct. We'll see you next week. We hope you had a great time. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And give us a rating and a review. Yep. All right. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>